Today's show is sponsored by Miracle Made. And oh my God, you guys, you know that I love a luxurious set of sheets. And I now have such a set of sheets because of a miracle made. They are bedding that has been inspired by NASA. They've got silver infused fabrics that actually make temperature regulating a thing. Uh, so you're not like getting too hot or too cold or whatever, you know, the whole thing that happens with your body's temperature losing its mind. Miracle made helps with that. One of the little things that my husband particularly loves about Miracle Made is that it like doesn't have as much bacteria as regular sheets because of it's infused with this silver that prevents up to 99.7% of bacterial growth. So it leaves the sheets cleaner for longer. And then the thing for my husband is that it doesn't give him acne, which is like an issue for some people. But more than all of that, it's just luxuriously comfortable and delightful. And it has that cooling feeling while also being cozy. Very hard to achieve those two things at the same time. I mean, miracle made, come on, well done. So here's what I think you should do. I think you should go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation and buy some sheets today. And if you order today, you can save 40% off. Use the promo code fake the nation at the checkout and you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. So there's just a lot of savings here, folks. Order today, you'll get 40% off. Use the promo code fake the nation. Go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation. And Miracle's so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30 day money back guarantee. So if you're not 100% satisfied, which I don't see happening, um, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation and use the code fake the nation to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash fake the nation to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Fake the Nation, episode 344. Hello, hello, this is Fake the Nation, where we talk about news, we talk about culture, and where we wear our own red breastplates. That's just casual podcast attire, folks. I'm Nadine Farsad, and uh, my closet is lousy with breastplates. We're also recording this podcast 50 feet off the ground. It's not a big deal. Today, we'll dip into the fuss about Rihanna's halftime show, also known as Rihanna featuring special guest the Super Bowl. We'll also talk about GOP presidential candidates and their fixation with African-American studies. And finally, the rise of therapy jargon. And people fake the nation. I just want you to know that I see you, I hear you, and I feel seen by you, and I'm also holding space for you. <laughs> we'll get into it. Oh my God, folks. Today, we have we have basically the Rihanna of panels, okay? Um, we have wonderful actor and comedian. Um, you've seen her in Fleshman is in Trouble. You, She has a new album called Slightly Off, which is available everywhere. You should immediately be, be downloading it. She is so funny. I've had the pleasure of seeing her perform all over the place, and she's so, so good. It is the wonderful Ashley Austin Morris. Hello. Hi. Thank you so much. And joining us for the, not the first time, I'm going to say you're an alumnus of this esteemed podcast. Uh, she is, I mean, a regular fixture on, wait, wait, 
don't tell me. But also, I'm gonna go ahead and say, Ashley, you probably think this this, this terminology is correct. Comedy icon? Oh, icon, legend. Legend, I'm right. obsessed. You with... said legend even when she was Wasn't not in here. here. It's so good you're not in the room. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh... <laughs> I would be like touching your hair. Ashley be is gross. urinating on the couch right now. I've and it's seen you very, live. I um, love you. Um, so <laughs> she is the host of the podcast, Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. Of course, it is legendary Paula Poundstone. Paula, hello. Hey, you guys. Ashley, I realize now that that's what people say because I don't get invited to a lot of things. And so, <laughs> people will have a party and then they'll say to me, oh, it's so good that you weren't there. People were urinated on the couch. <laughs> And it's weird that you, yeah, you have like a very peculiar effect. It should be yeah. studied by science. I mean, you know, I've always been oddly flattered by it, but I, yeah. I never, until yeah, this moment, yeah. I never really processed it. Yeah, yeah, because I would, I would make too much eye contact. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To... You would make all of us feel uncomfortable. Yeah. It would not. Yeah. Where do eye contact rules come from? Oh, that's isn't oh. that a thing? Like you, you develop eye contact rules as you grow up. Uh, and, early and hieroglyphics, uh, cave paintings. It had to have been had people making lots of direct eye contact. Wait, really? No. Oh man, I, I believe idea. everything. <laughs> yeah. Well, no idea. Because she's so smart. They, she, Nagin was a consultant on uh, Better Call Saul. She, <laughs> wait, are you serious? She has con artist roots. So she, you guys, I don't know, know when people are lying. Uh, I was absolutely not a consultant on Better Call Saul. No, she, um, very little that she says that's true. Very she little. Does that very she little. takes a kernel of truth and then distorts uh, it. But yeah, like there I'm were very much, um, yeah, um, I'm the George Santos of comedians. Y'all, I'm so. a fan. <laughs> I'm a fan. Um, all right. Well, folks, we have a show that we theoretically have to do. Um, okay. So let's get into it. Oh, but before getting into it, let me just remind people that if you want to support the show, you can do that at patreon.com slash Nagin Farsad. Thanks to everyone who's been supporting the show at patreon.com slash Nagin Farsad. You get bonus episodes of the show uh, with crazy topics. Like, like one of the things we're talking about today that will end up being a bonus is... Um, the five regrets of dying people. <laughs> the five <laughs> regrets of dying people, which is a weird, but a wa- it'll be a wild ride. I can already tell. So anyways, go to patreon.com slash Nikin Farsad um, to uh, support the show and to get free episodes and other free stuff. There's a whole range of free stuff. You would get a free episode where you talk about the five regrets of dying people because I love that topic. Me too. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna and and Paula, I'm gonna hear all your thoughts about it. Oh, uh, and if, I, and if, I if, love you know. that topic. Me too. Yeah. So here, okay. Well, let's get there. We're get, gonna get into it right now with topic number one. Nikki Haley announced a run for president. <laughs> she is the first to challenge Trump, and yet she was his longtime defender. She was a UN ambassador during his administration, a two-time governor of South Carolina. Um, oddly, she has less of that Trump slime attached to her, which I feel like is a skill that yeah. that, that a person could run on. Um, Paula, <laughs> now, I mean, if there's one thing I know about you is that you have thoughts on Nikki Haley. <laughs> what are your thoughts? I do, you know, Nikki Haley was part of a, uh, uh, what do you like a, uh, she was part of a, co- a collection of people that built the Frankenstein monster. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and uh-huh. now it wasn't just 
Frankenstein. It, was, it wasn't just the scientist. He had, you know, there were more than one person that built the Frankenstein monster in this case. And now she's going to be eaten by him. Yeah. And I'm not <laughs> going to, you know what? Here's my prediction. Won't get above. I don't think she'll go into double digits uh, on any polling. Um, yeah. I, the polling and- now has her in single digits against a, a theoretical Trump. And guess Trump. I mean, not he. He's declared because you have to because the nutters don't like her, right? And <laughs> yeah, too reasonable. And and I I don't I just don't I don't get the lane. And he he all the I listen to a lot of uh, political podcasts and pundits and and the, everyone has said like she announced on what was it Monday? Yes. And, and everyone went well. He hasn't come after her yet. Well, okay. Well, that's quite a delay. It's only, you know, it's like when my dog Mo um, Uh desperately wants into the kitchen and that's the cat foods in the kitchen. Right. And every now and then I eat in the kitchen near the cat food. And every now and then I'll say to myself, oh, she's lonely. I should just let her in. And the second she gets in, she eats the cat food. Like, like the whole like oh I'm lonely I just want to be with you thing is wrong. So Trump can only resist going after Nikki Haley and eating her for he can't even fake it for more than two days. Right. I'm telling you. And, he, but oh, I, I think also he did wondered, say that yeah. she was like lightweight or something like that. I mean, it was it was it not was even a, a good. Le- it, was it wasn't even right. a good insult. But the other thing, Ashley, is do you feel like Trump's not even getting the same kind of attention for his insults as he once did? I no, mean, yeah, no, no. But I think people are losing a little bit of interest. Not the not the crate, not the you know the nutters. Yeah. So she, so so in your estimation, is she like a actual? possible candidate that we're looking at still not no no, I don't think so okay yeah here's her commercial was good objectively her commercial was good I thought one of the things that's interesting about her is that she's like um, you know, I hate how d- Democrats are using race and, yeah. and perf- you know, perf- doing this wokeism theatricality or whatever. But just so everybody knows, I'm a person of color and I was the same. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was the first woman elected governor of South Carolina. And you're like, um, but I thought you didn't want people to do like, you know, theatrical presentational uh, wokeness. Yeah, and by the way, I mean, I, I, I'm not friends with her. I don't hang out with her. I haven't followed her career carefully. So I don't know how many times she's used, you know, her Indian background as it tells tells that, but she changed her name mm-hmm. and she looks white. So I, mean, I so it's not like she's it's not like she's leaned into it or embraced it or, you know, except for when it's politically, when she thinks it's, I, I don't, you know. I, I have a weird relationship with everyone named Nikki because everyone thinks that my, when my name is Nikki. Oh. N- Nikki is like 80% of what people think my name is. Oh. And I it live in a when you run for office. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be changing that for sure. Um, but I have a dream where one day Nikki Haley will introduce herself. Hi, my name is Nikki. And they'll go, do you mean Nagin? <laughs> I'm hearing Nagin. <laughs> I love so that. So that's, that's the, the reverse dream I'm working on with me and Nikki Haley. Um, so uh, she did point out something. So she does want to break with Trump because she's mm-hmm. asking for generational change. And she has said um, that Republicans does have lost the popular vote. Does she come out and say, I want to break with Trump? No. She said she just wants a generation. It's time for change or whatever. No, she wants to be president, 
which requires breaking with Trump. Yeah. But yeah, she yeah. doesn't want to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. Sorry, I, I interrupt a lot. I apologize. No, I, I think it's fantastic. She also pointed out the Republicans have lost the popular vote in seven out of eight last presidential elections. And that has to change. And I thought that was interesting because. Republicans very rarely like admit to yeah. that, you know. And I was yeah. like, "Oh, it's nice to see." I mean, they—it's not like they don't re- recognize it's happening. I mean, I think they talk about it in their own circles, but to say it out loud in public felt very interesting. Woman. <laughs> um, also, you know that the Koch brothers, mm-hmm. who put a shit ton of money in these presidential elections, will not be backing Trump. They've already come out and yeah. said it. Yeah. So I don't know if they're backing Nikki Haley. I don't think so. So who are you? Who do you guys have your money on? Because the other people, the other potentials are Tim Scott. Yeah. um, um, Ron DeSantis, Mike Pence, Mike Pompeo and Larry Hogan. These are the possibilities. Uh, What are you? Who are you putting your money? It's such a fantastic. I think it's DeSantis. I I think it's DeSantis, unfortunately who is evil. I think it's him. And and maybe Pence. But I want to say about DeSantis, have you like heard him say stuff? Like I know that there's a lot of headlines about what he does and buses of immigrants and stuff that he fills. But hearing him speak is a different experience. He's like, and I don't want to be just like mean for no reason, but he is like not a pleasant screen presence. Right, 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 right. So I wonder if he like just utterly lacks the charisma required to receive a single vote from outside of his own state. Well, I, I think wonder. that thing that, like, I think it's one of the most horrific things I've ever seen a politician do, the busing of yeah. migrants. But I think the same people that loved Trump love that. Yeah, like, right. So those actions are going to be speak yeah. louder than non-charismatic words. There are characteristics that the nutters are willing to, uh, you know, ignore I mean, I don't think anybody in the Republican Party, even its, its staunchest supporters, think Trump's hair looks nice. <laughs> <laughs> and they seem to ignore the, you know, the kind of the the odd weight gain and the the yeah. bad side angles, right? There are things that, so long as they're you know mean enough, so long right. as they're mm-hmm. kind of evil enough. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit twisted. They're they're all in these people. Yeah. we have a, a, a mental health crisis yes, we do. in our country. Yeah, we do. Okay, so let's shift gears a little bit to what Ron DeSantis is his latest shtick. So his last shtick was busing immigrants, and his um, current shtick is um, is about AP African American studies because you know how like at one history class in high school has the power to undo all of America. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ron DeSantis is really uh, on it, and he has pledged to block AP African American studies. Um, and look, I don't know what his personal history is with African American studies, like maybe african-american studies ran over his dog or something so what whatever their personal it's not for me to say but um do you think uh i guess what did you think of this move um why why the obsession with fm studies by the way uh i have uh, again i think listeners know this but i have a master's degree in african-american studies so i would have loved to have taken AP. in this an ap course by the way is like a is in beta right now yeah they're sort of figuring it out. It's not rolled out over the entire country. Um, and I should also mention that the AP then has a response or semi-response, um, actually removed some of the writings that were mentioned by DeSantis and, 
you know, and that, of course, that's maybe a cowardly move or, you know, it's unclear exactly what happened there. So I don't know. What did you guys think of this scandal? He's going to look for more and more things like it. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I don't know if it's fair to, to just say that the South likes to do this. And Florida isn't really the South, but it's close to it. Ish, yeah. Um, uh, but um, ignoring the truth of American history is right. is a popular American pastime. Um, ask Columbus. Uh, <laughs> you, 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 so that he's going to try to find more things like that to do. Um, I'm sure he's licking his wounds from the you know girls tracking their menstrual cycle for him, uh, not going as well as he was hoping. Um, so he's going to try to find more and more sort of oddly diabolical you know is he really going to stop people from learning african-american history of course not he's going to make it more appealing in fact yeah. to a lot of people yeah um uh, so no he's not uh but the but messing with it pretending that that's what he's doing is uh is appealing this kind of search for these like diabolical methods of aggravating everybody is such a fascinating pastime. I I, like have no, I I really, I mean, the governor's office is not like bereft of things to do. That's what's so weird. It is weird. weird. Especially in Florida where Florida's a peninsula. Mm -hmm. Florida's going to suffer so badly as climate change, you know, continues to wreak its havoc. There's tons of good positive things that he could that anybody yeah. could do in Florida as as governor, but you know what I think, uh, and I don't know if this is just a rumor, but I heard um, that he watches that old Dudley Moore Peter Cook movie um, where uh, Dudley Moore makes the 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 three wishes with the devil, uh-huh. and uh, there's a scene where Peter Cook who plays the devil. Um, is just doing things like mm-hmm. he's taking record albums out of their sleeves and scratching them and then putting them back in <laughs> so that when the when the consumer gets yeah. the album, it's yeah. gift. That's so <laughs> mean. Yeah, that I, I've heard that Ron DeSantis studies that movie uh, to find. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like shock comics, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like. It is. It's, he's yeah. the shot comet of comic. governors. Yeah, but I want to take that course. I mean, that would be a great course. <laughs> Did not not the scratching the records, the AP, the AP right, American the, American the, yeah, Africa, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's just rallying. You know, you have nobody's happy with politicians, right? And so it's like, so I, I don't know. I think they learned from Trump. It's like, oh, let's get where people are really angry and let's like light that on fire. Yeah, right? yeah, and yeah, then yeah. More people will jump on and go. And it's, it's but Hitler's the other thing is, Because he could be like, you know, where, where people are angry is they can't buy flood insurance for their homes because their homes will sink yeah. in Florida, depending on where you are. Like he could be like, I know you're angry about that. So let me come up with some policy right. solutions for your flood insurance. Which would be an actual win-win. It would be something that actually, because again, it's like he continues to like target things that don't actually have large scale of effect on the lives of Floridians. Right. And it's, uh, I mean, not to say that like learning, I mean, 
AP African American history has not even been rolled out nationwide. Mm-hmm. So it's like this is a thing, and you know this is mm-hmm. all posturing. So yeah, I mean it's just fucking like not obviously no one's gonna take my notes, but that's my note. Yeah. To DeSantis is why don't you work on um, protecting your coastline? Yeah, yeah. That's a thing that they could do. It's a, it would be a great thing. It would be like delightful. There's also a lot of uh, poverty in Florida. There is a lot of poverty in Florida. You know, the, yeah. um, because it's uh, this tourist destination, um, a lot of the workers that, you know, that do the, you know, the housekeeping in the hotels, yeah. Or yeah. The, right? Or the people who work at Disneyland, uh, um, they're not paid well. Yeah. And so there's, uh, I lived there, I mean, a long, long time ago. When I was 18, I went to Orlando because I wanted to be a bear in the Disney World Parade. Wow. And Did uh, you do it? Did yeah, you, did do you it? accomplish? Uh, well, no, I ended up working um, graveyard shift at the International House of Pancakes. Wait, I love that joke. <laughs> which was my second dream. Uh, uh, my hope was that I would, you know, I ended up hating Florida really in some ways so much. And I was so homesick that yeah. I did, I, you know, my, my fantasy was that I would, you know, save up money, get a car and then go back to Disney. And cause I applied for work at Disney when I had no home and no car. Wow. That's how like I got down there and I went right there. Wow. And uh, it never occurred to me that that might appear unstable. But <laughs> 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 uh, oh. You know, I was young and I had a, and I had a dream, but I, I have to say that the, the, the I was raised in Massachusetts, and I, the and again, clearly it was a long time ago. But I had never seen people live the way the way yeah. just when I because I had no car, so I walked a lot, and I walked yeah. by like homes, and and I was just like, wow, nothing like I'd ever seen before. So I think people people don't realize that they think of all the, you know, they think of it as this tourist destination and the retirement homes, but they don't. Right. They don't think about the service workers that make that place a tourist destination and a retirement home. Right. And and you know who else doesn't think about that? Hmm. It's Ron DeSantis. Right. (laughs) Well, folks, let me know who is your favorite Republican candidate. Who do you have your money on? I'm. uh, It's such an interesting field. It's and it's just it's the weird. I know we're also in a weird situation with Biden, Um, but (laughs) I, I think that the Republicans are in a very interesting situation because nobody really wants Trump. But like, who are these other candidates? I don't know. I'm fascinated, folks. Let me know um, who do you have your money on? Is there a dark horse we're not thinking of? I say let's start a a fake the nation groundswell of like support that sort of can't be explained any other way for Larry (laughs) Hogan. Uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. Folks, send me your take take the selfies with you and your Larry Hogan t-shirts. Let's get that going. Yeah, let's just uh, start like home, homemade Larry Hogan swag. Homemade. You got Sharpies. You've got a t-shirt. Put it make yeah, exactly. go ahead and throw it inside out and write Larry, Larry Hogan. Hogan. He's my man. Um all right, <laughs> let us quit take a quick break to hear about our sponsors and when we come back, we'll continue talking. 
This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. And we are back. Let's get into it with topic number two. Um, Have you or someone you loved used a phrase like coping mechanism or I need time to process these emotions um, or you shouldn't be doing that kind of emotional labor? And what is your attachment style? And that situation is toxic. We need to practice self-care. If these types of sentiments are familiar to you, it's because we're all experiencing the grip of therapy on language. Uh, we read an excellent piece in The New Yorker by Katie Waldman called The Rise of Therapy Speak. And oh my God, um... I really do feel seen by this piece because I also feel utterly swallowed by this kind of rhetoric. And I just, I have thoughts, but before I besmirch um, therapy speak, uh, what, have you seen this in your own lives? Do you feel like your, um, do you feel like your friends Ashley are using a lot of therapy speak? Oh, yes. I have a group of girlfriends and we meet for coffee pretty often. And that is all we're doing. You, <laughs> that right. is all we're doing. And, but there, I have this weird self-awareness of uh-huh. it. And I I'm I do it and then I make fun of it. And right. it, you know what I mean? We probably right. all do that. Yes. Yes. But it's also this thing where I think women can like specifically I think that we could self-love our way into prison. Like I could justify <laughs> like I murdered him because I was listening to my inner child. You know what I mean? Right, right, like right. I could go to jail with the amount of 
like my friends could really convince me that I was just I well be, especially be, you know I have similar um coffee hangs and brunch <laughs> hangs with girl with with lady friends who use a lot of therapy speak and I think that we also do this thing where we're like no you're being true to you yes. and like true to yourself and your inner in your inner voice and your instincts are this and that and we sort of like really forgive what sometimes is bad Choices, yes. bad behavior, bad action, selfish. like selfish, yeah. You're, and 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 the 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 emphasis on self care. I mean, I, I think I've talked about this on the show before. I actually feel like in this country we need to self care, and it, we don't need to go back to what self care originally the idea of self care, right. because nobody's using it that way. It's not for marginalized groups who never get their own, right? You know, time and space. It's now. It's just like. Otherwise wealthy people are talking about a massage so they can center themselves. Right. And it's selfish. It's it really, is. Stop self-caring and stop start caring about everyone else. Yeah, know? I totally agree with that. So I don't know. Uh, Paula, where are you on, um, on the rise of therapy speak? Specifically the phrase self-care is, uh, uh, is a marketing technique. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, because you... you, you yeah. It, it's a way of telling people as opposed to, uh, you know, selfish or, you, you, you know, do I really need this one more thing or this right. one more, right? Um, it's a way of telling people, right, that you're that you're justified, um, you know, that you're, you're doing the right thing because you're taking care of yourself and that's gonna trickle down. It's the trickle down. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. Well, if I can learn from Reagan that yeah. that doesn't work, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's trickle yeah, down. It's, it's trickle down mental health. Yeah. Um, and we're I, I crazy. Think, like you can't, or you, yeah, you can't help anyone else before you help yourself or whatever, all of that stuff. And right. I just want to say, I regularly help other uh, people before I help my, I mean, I have a child, so there's really no choice there. I have to help her before I help myself. I find the more inward I am, the more insane I am. Yes. Yes. Oh, I think that's, that's, that's true in, in, just in general. Yes. Uh, with, oh, but, no, just with people in general. Yeah. yeah that, that's Actually, true. Paula, yeah. I, I'm realizing this right now. You did an episode with Mark Maron uh, of, of Mark Maron's podcast years ago. I mean, I don't know, over five years ago. And you said something in that podcast that I think about like probably once a month or something. You said something like, when I feel bad, I realize I need to drink a glass of water and go for a walk or something. But like you, when yeah. you when you're spinning out or something like that, you like you realize it's just like you're dehydrated and you need to like take a walk. <laughs> That's so funny. And I think about that constantly. That's really true. Uh, yeah. you, you know, uh, when on Twitter, it seems of late with the people that are on my feed anyways and how they get there, I have no idea any longer. It has something to do with Elon Musk, but I'm not totally certain. Um, <laughs> but I feel like there's sort of a, a fad, if you will, in Twitter nowadays of people posting um, really sad things a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I find it a strange place to seek that kind of support, but people do. People will just post, I'm not doing well today. Yeah. Or, you know, or or, I'm not okay, they'll say. Or else a lot of, literally people going, "Um, my husband just passed away today. Wow. 
Yeah. I, I can't imagine turning to Twitter at that moment. Like, <laughs> right. You know, right. Was it a CPR thing? Could you have stopped it? If you but you know, I I sometimes will respond when I see those, and I I usually say I, I'm sorry because I am sorry. Right. But I also always say, um, make sure you drink water. <laughs> yeah. And and find some trees and walk near them. That's so because funny. I think that one of the things that we've done is overcomplicate. Yes. our emotional Feelings. being. Yes. You, you, you know what I mean? Sometimes you're just going to feel sad. That's the way it is. But yes. there are happy chemicals are in your brain and they get released from certain non-medical activities. And there's right. like a list of them uh, that, uh, you know, uh, helping someone else is one of them, yes. achieving something uh, like a goal, a small goal or, or a large goal, one of them. Um, uh, you know, doing tasks, uh, um, exercise, uh, uh, being in nature. Yeah. And 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 sometimes when you drink water, but the other thing is, um, if you're drinking water, you're, you're probably not drinking alcohol. And sometimes that's a better idea, too. Yeah. Um, so, okay, here's here's something that the article pointed out. And Ashley, I was wondering what your thoughts are on this. And um, they said, this, I'm quoting from the piece, the irritation that ther- therapy speak occasionally provokes, the word suggests a sort of woke posturing, a theatrical defense to norms of kindness. And they also show how the language of suffering often finds its way into the mouths who of those who suffer least. So yes. there's a lot of people that I find claiming trauma. And again, like, Please don't at me. I don't think that everybody doesn't have trauma. Right. But I feel like I see, not infrequently, people who are claiming trauma using these terms. Yes. And they're actually like not really experiencing it. What do you... I always say it costs a lot of money to lose your mind. Like you really... You need a support system. You need insurance. Like it costs a lot. Now, I'm I'm joking. But to to be able to like have access to the words and the tools, right. which listen, I got the tools. I'm My brain's completely run by big pharma. Like I, <laughs> you know, but that all takes a certain amount of privilege. Yeah. And, and yeah, I totally agree that it's, it's a luxury to be able to have access to, and to claim, I don't ever see people in trauma Claiming talking about trauma. my trauma. Like my best friend, her, I mean, holy cow the trauma in her life and she is so funny and such a oh pick it up move it on type of gal yeah and that's what I normally find with people that have had real trauma I think also like generationally like I think my it's interesting because I think my parents I look back to like my childhood and thinking of how my parents were with their friends and and just like how their general social life was I just generally think they were, everyone was a little, again, I don't know. I was mm-hmm. a kid. But it did feel like maybe, you know, people were a little bit more pick it up, move it on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Paula, do you think there's also just like a generational thing happening with? Maybe. And some of that generational thing may be, may be wisdom, by the way, too, of the, of the uh, you know, my my parents' generation didn't go to therapy as um, uh, 
Like, I don't know many people who haven't at one time or another. Yeah, and right. Yeah, say that I have. Them. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, but you couldn't say that for oh, this generation. Yeah. And so some of that may be wisdom of the of the uh, of psychology in general, uh, you know, that it's uh, understanding the need for, uh, you know, mental health care. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. Um, no, no. Yeah. I mean, it's better. Like, it's better that we all know more now about everything. Like, I, definitely. And that we're also allowed to say, you know, I was trying to, <laughs> I was trying to explain to my mom gratefulness. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> and I was just, you know, cause she was like stressed out about something, whatever. And I was just like, hey, man, like, you know, let, look at it this way. You could be grateful about this and this. And, you know, and I was like, you know, they, they say that it, the more grateful you are, it actually increases your mm-hmm. general well-being and mm-hmm. it makes you feel better if you're able to recognize what you're grateful for. And my mom was just like, what are you talking about? Like, oh, she thought it was the most insane thing yeah. that I, you know. And, and I was just like, all right, well, you know, bless your little... Iranian immigrant heart like I can't explain the entire world of therapy speak that I live in right right she is just finds it insane well yeah I think also it's like if you're working a middle um uh middle why am I blanking on that word minimum minimum um, I can't say it anyway I've been having some issues minimum if you're you're working a minimum um wage job and you're trying to support children and blah blah I just don't think you have the time or the capacity to be like let me get in touch with my trauma even though you probably have a lot of trauma yeah 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 um I think it's it's Maslow's hierarchy of needs absolutely thousand percent and like my grandma grew up in the great depression and I grew up a lot with my grandma and I remember the scarcity mindset of her being so alive in our lives and I just think like like huge events like the Holocaust it was alive in our conversations and I don't know how much of that we have really alive in our conversations right now I say this on stage all the time um uh, interesting that you mentioned that you know the Great Depression because I I, 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 usually I'll find some young people in my audience and I'll say to them, uh, you know, I don't think that you really understand our generation. I uh-huh. say, you know, for example, my my parents were born at the end of the Great Depression, and of course they lived through World War II, and I say I'm sure those things were irksome. But, <laughs> but what I think young people don't understand about my generation yeah. is. Uh, that we had three television channels. Yeah. And <laughs> there was uh-huh. no remote control. No. You want to change the channel. By God, you got up off your ass and you turned a knob. Yeah. And what this did was made it so that often we didn't change the channel. <laughs> we watched shit we didn't want to see because walking across the room to change the channel was too much for us. Um, you know, I will say this. There's got to be a sweet spot. In between, mm-hmm. sort of, you're, you're right. I mean, I find a lot of therapy speak annoying. Um, but part of that is because I went through that phase already. Yeah. You know, there has to be a sweet spot between, you know, the wisdom of, you know, of psychology and mental health care and the sort of natural uh, uh, mental health care. For example, um, when I was growing up, uh, my my mother was very depressed and uh, mostly uh, Charlie Brown's mother 
behind a door a lot, wow. um, just yelling that we should be quiet um, wow. because she had a headache. <laughs> as near as I can tell, that headache started about the time I was born <laughs> and lasted until about the time I left, as near as I can tell. But um, but anyways, you know, it wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't really a happy house a lot, but occasionally a friend of hers would stop by for, you know, stop by for coffee. People would knock on the door or not even yeah. knock, yeah, yeah, yeah. open the door. It was great. It was great. And they would yeah. say, you know, you put a pot of coffee on, you got a pot of coffee, right? It was this great stopping by. Yeah. Uh, they used to say for a cuppa, right? You stop by for a cuppa. Well, you can't really do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people are, are too busy. I mean, when we thought that maybe aliens were floating shit yeah. over, <laughs> over the skies, yeah. We shot it down. That's how not into stopping by we are now. Oh my like, gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, you can't just stop by. It's not a thing anymore. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm t- I'm saying that in case any aliens are listening, just know you can't. You let got to call first. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. can stop by my place. I would love. I'm obsessed with those balloons. I I you know it's. I do agree that there should be somewhere in the middle, and I th- and also I think all this talk just really gets us again like focusing inward like yes. there's always something wrong with you the other theory is that there's nothing wrong with you yes <laughs> like that's the that yeah. you can that 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 like you're just obsessing over stuff you can go hang out yeah go get a cup of coffee with a with a buddy you know what i mean and just like stop obsessing over things yeah I think, a friend of mine's a therapist and she's like sometimes i just want to tell people that they need to take probiotics <laughs> Because she thinks just a lot of people have like gut problems. Oh my gosh, like, leaky gut. That's like hilarious. A, there's like a gut mind, you know what I mean, connection that they found. Yeah. Um, and uh and sometimes and it kind of goes back to Paula Poundstone's have a glass of water theory. Maybe you just need to get out via urine and or poop. Um, what, whatever is plaguing you mentally. Yeah. By the way, this is a medical podcast and everything I'm saying is, is just 100% backed. I'm a minimum so wage much. doctor. <laughs> Ashley is a minimum wage doctor. <laughs> so we, this is absolutely backed by science, everything we're saying. Um, <laughs> please never listen to me. That's the other point of this podcast. I forget what book I was reading, but I did read a book, and that's all I want to say. Um, no, I think Brag registered. There, there was a place, I think it was in Pennsylvania, although I can't swear to it, um, where uh, a, a town in, in Pennsylvania where they discovered that um, people lived. It was a largely Italian immigrant town. Oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Not exclusively, but they discovered that people lived for like unusually long lives. Yeah, like a a blue zone or whatever they call those, blue zone. And so, you know, doctors sort of, you know, went there to figure it out, to study it, to understand why that was. And although I don't, I don't know if they ever came up with uh, the absolute answer, but you know, they they tried because I think a lot of them had, their families had come from the same town in Italy, maybe even, but so, uh, there were hills there, and could it have been that they walked a lot? No, it wasn't. 
Um, they, it, it could have been the diet. No, it was an Italian diet. Not, not necessarily no, yeah. to keep you alive a long time. No, no, it was no, no, no. And you know what they eventually uh, settled on was that people stopped by. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I love. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I just want to extend to uh to the two of you andrew not you though <laughs> stop by i i do i love this and i, I and I, I and i and i you know i have a, a coffee crew people on the show have heard me talking about this but i go to the same coffee place like many times a week and i see the same like 20 people oh, nice and so i have a little bit of a stop by yeah. thing that's baked into my life because uh, yeah. and so if you can find yourself a regular spot yeah and build your coffee crew stop by yeah i feel like you will do wonders for your health yeah i think that's a great idea folks tell me what you think um is therapy speak a welcome i i really feel like i shit on therapy speak and i don't mean to literally one of my I'm actual best therapy. friends is a ther- <laughs> I have done therapy multiple times. Like shout totally. out Rosalind, thank you. <laughs> Saving completely. My one of my best friends is a therapist. Like no, like I love therapy. I think is fantastic. It's right. the speak part right. that I find a tad bit annoying. Okay, but let but you let me know, folks, what you think of it on all of the social media that all therapists tell you is probably bad for your mental health. Yes. Okay, let us move on to topic number three. So, um, oh, as many listeners know, I am very tuned into the world of sports. I was all about that five-yard line <laughs> where all the action occurred. Um, but I have to admit that the halftime show from Rihanna did pull me in. Uh, so I just wanted to get into it because it seemed like a little bit of a departure from the halftime shows of your, uh, just off the bat, um, Ashley, what were your thoughts on that halftime show? Well, I don't watch football. <laughs> yes, nor, so nor, I had nor to, do I. Yeah, so I had to Google what was ha- what happened when you invited, when I got to do yeah. this and you sent out the topics. So I know Rihanna's having a baby. Yes. And that's all I got from... Oh, that was she your main take. She had the baby on the halftime She had the baby on the halftime show. That's why it, it was, a, de- was a heck that's of why a show. That's why it was show. a departure Whoa. for the baby, Whoa. too. Did, was she singing while the... <laughs> Quarterback, uh, quarterback Pat Mahone ended up uh, clipping Assistant, the placenta. Yes. So that was really fascinating. Wow. Yeah. Um, is, I don't see how they're going to outdo that. I don't <laughs> either. Yeah. It was good. No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> let me tell you what I thought was fascinating about this halftime show. So I, first of all, joked uh, with a friend of mine um, over text, like, oh, I wonder if uh, Rihanna's going to, you know, do an elaborate um, Fenty product line endorsement in as a part of her show. Okay. Literally, <gasps> she pulls out a compact in the middle of her show. No. And does, her, and does a little thing with her face. Are you serious? Yeah, straight up, a Fenty product. Wow. Her so, lip gloss is really amazing. Oh, is okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually um, less familiar with her makeup line than I obviously should be or that she wants me to be. I can't afford but you know it what? unless Isn't somebody she's puts me a on billionaire, TV. <laughs> I think she's fine with me not using her product currently. Yeah. Um, but... No, I follow her on Twitter and she said something about it. <laughs> <laughs> 
fuck, dude. I did yeah. not realize I was on Rihanna's radar. That's I bet you could get a deal because wild. you have such good lips. You know, they're heart-shaped lips. And so if she ever needs me to do a little demonstration of her product <laughs> on my lips, I really would. But okay, yeah, so you, it always looks really good. Fantastic. Too. Thank you so much. It's so good. Thank you. That's very kind. To have um, your lips endorse her product would be a there big There we go. I want to see that halftime show. Is anyone from Fenty listening to the show right now? Can we get this going? Um, Okay. She's planning on naming the baby Nikki after you. (laughs) (laughs) You mean Nagin? (laughs) Everyone's going to correct that baby to Nagin her whole life. Um, So, okay. Now, this is the thing that I thought was fascinating. So, first off, the makeup thing was hilarious to me personally. Second off... Um, she was wearing a jumper and it, the jumper was sort of designed to really show off the baby bump and then her people confirmed that she is in fact pregnant, blah, blah, blah. Third, so that's one thing that she did this thing while pregnant. She was on platforms that went very far into the sky, um, which was just an... In, it, I just thought it was beautifully choreographed yeah. and I, you know, I thought the whole thing was really well done. Third of off... Um, they did, I expected that the jumpsuit would come off at some point and it would be a bikini, you know, like I just expected she's a woman and like every woman before her, we're going to see less and less clothing on her body as the show continues. Right. Not only did that not happen, she added clothing. I love that. I love that. She added like this huge, really beautiful, interesting, like down cloak or something. Yeah. And I was like, what? And I just was waiting. I was like, wait until the last moment. I was like, even though the song's over, I bet you she's going to rip off all of these clothes <laughs> and there's going to be a bikini. I We're going to see that. her in a bikini. So tell me about my feminism Mm -hmm. (laughs) how I ended up feeling this way no I think that's great I love that I think um I mean I'm just so sick because it's also like how long do we have to not have our clothes on like it's getting older and older and I'm the opposite of ageism but it's like I just wish we could kind of embrace like what happens to faces and bodies and yeah and that I probably want a scarf <laughs> you know what I right, mean? Right, right, right. And that being in a bikini a hundred feet off the ground while you're pregnant or while whatever. Singing is kinda while singing is kind of weird. singing or lip syncing yeah. um, is, you know, uncomfortable to say the least. Well, going to your job in a bikini is not What's your looked job? up. <laughs> it's like a little weird. Tell me about it. Paula, by the way, people don't know this because it's an audio medium, but in every way, wait, don't tell me taping. Paula Poundstone is in a two-piece bikini every every time we tape. Wow. Yeah. So the whole time we've been talking, in fact, I wondered if I had subliminally um, affected the subject matter today because the whole time we've been talking, I've been taking off one layer after the other. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) But did you feel like, um, Paula, did you feel like there was like... um, uh, a movement in the in the feminist ideal happening from this one halftime show. <laughs> no, <laughs> great. No, I, by the way, I've never seen a halftime show. Uh, I, I don't. I've never watched a Super Bowl game. I don't watch football. I I, I mean, I was never really interested in football, anyways. But it, and since I know that. Um, players are dashing their brains out. I'm Ugh, particularly yeah. not. It's hard. It's tough. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
and, and you know they're never going to stop it's it's never going to change they're going to like so many things we do particularly those that involve the black community we're going to wring our hands for a little while and then go right back to it um i just heard a woman uh, on the news the other day she was from i think boston university uh they were doing studies about cte it affects some i believe she said 95 percent of football players it's not it, it's not like just this I, I mean, I'm sure there's like a spectrum of the degree to which, but that um, deterioration of the brain as a result mm. of bonking into one another. And it doesn't necessarily start when they get to the NFL either. Yeah. Uh, it, it, you know, it's, they've been doing it all their lives uh, at yeah. that point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, since I know that, I yeah. mean, you Same. know. But plus when people go, oh, I watch it for the commercials. I'm just like, oh. Gee, that, is, that is a bad review. Right. You're watching for the commercials because I don't know about the rest of you, but I have a tendency to skip commercials when I possibly can <laughs> or turn them down. And the idea that it's a forum for commercials is just sort of gross and American. Absolutely. I, you know, yeah. I don't watch football either. Yeah. And if I had a kid that wanted to play it, I would be Absolutely like, not, not my kid. No. And uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't. I'm and they, not, I think I'm not concussions make it where you can't, if, it, if they're bad enough, which obviously if you're in the NFL, yeah. they are, where you can't control your anger hormone. Oh. And then these guys become rageful, become, yeah, and then they're getting in trouble for that. And it's like, it's such a, it's such a disaster. Oh, God. All right. Well, folks. Comedy, comedy. <laughs> Tell me, you can Comedy's just good fo- for you. <laughs> focus on uh, focus on Rihanna's red cloak and yes. breastplate, and um, let me know your thoughts. Um, and were you as riveted as I was? Um, I, uh, I first of all, um, I just want to thank our panel for being here. They're so wonderful. And what I really want to do is send everyone in Fake the Nation in Fake the Nation land to follow you and. And, and follow all the wonderful works that you do. Paula Poundstone, where do they do that? Uh, let's see. PaulaPoundstone.com is my website. A- a- and uh, at Paula Poundstone is my Twitter handle, which is clever. And uh, <laughs> uh, my, my podcast is Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. And nobody listens to and see and see where she performs because it's just always a wonderful time so and good. Uh, just thank and you. you're just one of the best. Yeah, well, um, thank you. Much. It's Ash- been so much fun. So much fun. Uh, Ashley Austin Morris, where do the people find you? Um, the only thing I uh, really am okay at is Instagram, and I <laughs> I'm the one without that many followers. So it's Ash Austin Morris. I have a website. <laughs> I don't update it. It's, Me neither. Yeah. Oh, really? I actually <gasps> literally got an email from someone recently being like, your website is a mess. And I feel better. And I was like, fuck. Yeah, I, really I don't know. To, I don't, I'm so I bad at every... It's terrible. It's like I can't... I can only do so many oh, things. Oh, God. Yeah. So, but they should follow you on Instagram, yes. which is more up to Ash Austin Morris. And that's like where I put my shows and everything. And remind us the name of your album. It's called Slightly Off. Slightly Off, And you can folks. get it on Apple Music, but it's also on Spotify. You can... Uh, watch it on YouTube. Oh, folks, see this special because I have seen her perform live. If you haven't done it, uh, you're in for a huge treat. That's so nice. And you know where to find me and all the things that I do. Um, I have a a column that just came out in the Progressive Magazine, so you can go to progressive.com 
or progressivemagazinemaybe.com. I don't know. Google <laughs> Progressive Magazine Nagin Farsad and my column will appear. Um, my, the latest installation is on uh, influencer culture. So see what I have to say about that. Um, and I really want to thank all the people that make our show a possibility. That's our wonderful producer, Andrew McGuire. And thanks to everyone at HeadGum. Our theme music is written by Gabby Alter. And please hit us up at fakethenationpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's fakethenationpodcast at gmail.com with any ideas you might have um, for the show, segments, guests, anything. I'm I'm here to read and consume your ideas. Um, and uh, that's it for this week. We will be back in your earballs next week. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>